0: And welcome to another episode of Vancouver Know Your Neighbour. I am your host, Pranav Tamburnikar. Today, I have with me David Gowman, Mr. Fireman. He makes wood horns and has his Unklahunki's Fabulous Horn Shop at McLean Park Fieldhouse. He talks about how he engages the community around him through that space, the experience of carving his first wood horn, and he was very happy to play his favourite horn as well. So just lay back and... Listen in. Hi, David. Thank Uh, you so much for joining me today on my podcast. It's so wonderful
1: to have you. Uh, Guests are are astonishingly rare these days, so I'm happy to see you and have you over. Thank you. (laughs) Your workshop is called Uncle Hunky's
0: Fabulous Horn Shop. That's correct.
1: How, how did the name, name? Uncle Hunky's fabulous horn shop? Uncle Hunkie's. Okay. <laughs> it's okay if you don't. Yep. <laughs> always get that one right. It's... How did the name Uncle Hunky come about? Uh, well, Hunkie is uh, a kind of a, an easy gaff in that I'm building horns predominantly in this instrument building workshop, and and horns honk, so mm. it's a it's a honk joke. It's also a, a white trash culture joke in that honky culture is like lowbrow you know country bumpkin which is who I am i'm from I'm from the country in Midwestern Ontario what does creating a community mean to you and why is it important uh, it means everything to me I think for um, quality of living the model of immediacy and community uh, the people around you have the most a, a really profound effect on the life you lead. The life I lead, I, sh- I should speak from my own mm-hmm. point of view. Okay, so creating a community means um, means me putting putting myself out into the public uh, to engage people. I, I realized a long time ago that being a static artist in my studio, locked away producing artworks until there's a show where I meet the public, was was not going to satisfy. I am one of those class clowns who who needs constant re affirmation constant affirmation that you know i'm here i'm a part of this that's it's what it's meant is a is a connection to the people around me but it's um it's all about com- a conversation and uh, over time i've become very familiar people lose their fear and so the conversation becomes this kind of constant wave of people coming in and mm-hmm. leaving and saying hi and catching up with each other and that's yeah. kind of what it's, what it's amounted to, is just uh, evolved into a, a continuum of sharing ideas and, and a history of each other's lives. Nice.
0: What are some of the ways that you engage the people through this workshop? And do you have a favorite one?
1: I took the new marimba Outside, I've been building a marimba out of local hardwood, and this is a, a recent success. Right, not not over time. There's been more things, but I want to say this little vignette. I've got a, a fence out there that allows me to stay back and thus relatively safe from the public. All right, so I set up the marimba, and between three o'clock and three thirty, the school's empty out here, Lord Strathcona Elementary, uh, and they march past, and a bunch of them have come to expect a musical demonstration, or some form of demonstration, at that time. And if I provide it for them, everybody's happy. So maybe I'm pushing the, uh, the boundaries of safety protocol, but I put some stumps out on the other side of the fence, and the kids gathered and stood on the stumps had to look over the fence while I played marimba, and the parents were all smiles and happiness. It was a scene, it was a yeah. lovely scene. Absolutely. Uh, so that, that, you know, recent favorite, mm-hmm. for sure. All-time favorite, we used to have a Tuesday night gathering that was a potluck carving club called, you know, a few things. They called it Spoons. They called it Uncle Spunkies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was a Tuesday night Tool Fun was its original, original name. And that went on for many years. People are waiting for it to come back again. We just haven't been able to gather, so.
0: Yeah, I think even I'm waiting for it. I think I've asked you that. Over the phone as well. So yeah, I think once uh, things start lifting up, yeah, I would be uh, hopefully a constant Tuesday
1: drop-in person. Well, the, the camaraderie is lovely, but uh, uh, the the crowd can be a little crowdy. Fitting 15 people into this room, there's no room to swing yes. a knife. Believe me, <laughs> it's uh, it's a hazard. But
0: I think once uh, the temperature starts, like, going up, so yes. maybe it's, it's going to yeah. be, like, more, like, people it's can probably can move out. Yeah, much easier when there's a yes. table out on the
1: lawn and the, yeah. the sun doesn't go down until yes. 8.30 at night.
0: Yeah, that's
1: great. How was the response when you first started this workshop, this space? It was spottier back then. I had uh, a cadre of friends who backed me up for a little while. Uh, I want to note my friend Karen Barnaby is a professional chef, and she really backed me up at the beginning. She would show up uh, with food to share for everybody, and that helped draw in all of the hungry bachelors who don't know how to cook. (laughs) And there's a surprising number of those people in a given setting. Yes, yes. It's amazing how many grown adult males can't get it together to make food to come and share at a potluck, but will nevertheless come out and eat your food and possibly carve something in the meantime. That's I've had weird. a had a steady slew of those guys. So, so. Karen helped that a lot until I think we broke her eventually I think she had made enough food and you know cleaned up enough dishes and taken care of the kitchen long enough that she finally realized she wasn't wasn't being met halfway on that one and plus by then she'd carved like 500 spoons so she had a lot of spoons wow nice I think that's a great way yeah food is definitely a one of the easiest things to grab people in i guess yeah 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 it it is it's it's a little manipulative in yes. that i am <laughs> i'm creating an atmosphere in which an irresponsible adult can continue their irresponsibility <laughs> i want to address that in the future so how often are you here in the workshop and what do you usually Typically do. I try to get here every day. Uh, life gets in the way sometimes. My, my wife and I have two large gardens that we manage that are growing artist materials, and that's an indivisible part of this project. These sticks come from somewhere, and I'm, I'm partly responsible for that land and its, and it's, it's maintenance. But uh, on a regular day here, it's mostly physical work, chopping, carving, sawing. Right, uh, a horn, and there are, there's probably five horns on the go right now that are, are new. So every day is some portion of that. The last couple of months I've been working on a, a complete side project is the marimba that started as an experiment on the lawn just stacking up some, some, some of the hardwood logs that are out there and bonking them with a stick, and that led to... A second iteration which was a slight refinement of those those pieces to the third iteration which you're looking at there which was the replacement of all the keys and the tuning of them into a chromatic set so that's just work that's just choppy chop chop baby <laughs> my god my arms are so tired I practice horn outside almost once a day because I don't want the neighborhood to forget about me for one thing right but also there's a certain expectation that you know I have to find a way to engage the public given, given the restrictions of you know human movement right now it's still possible to walk into the center of the park and blow a horn and uh, I feel like there's a need for it I feel like when people hear it they're reassured that the arts are still alive and well in yes. lockdown Vancouver yes. <laughs> no that's that's true actually like
0: any form of engagement that people they might not know it but when they listen to it or see something happening
1: they automatically get drawn towards it yeah, and, you know, yeah. a little box gets ticked in yes. their head like okay society's still still there <laughs> culture still there i don't
0: know you have a few different horns in the working process and i see a lot of other horns in different sizes shapes what was the first horn that you made and
1: when was that that was in 2002 uh up the coast a place called roberts creek i was the temporary caretaker replacement person at a summer camp called camp douglas and uh, uh i guess it's kind of what happens when you leave a guy alone for too long <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I had started, the first thing in Roberts Creek, people who know the Sunshine Coast will, will get this, the first thing I wanted to do when I was up there was make a giant Gandalf pipe. It was 2002, that was the thing to do at the time, and I'd heard about a method of burning out a, a stick with a hot wire. And uh, the local elderberry has a pith down the center. That's like the path of least resistance for um, a scraper or a burning rod. And uh, it wasn't that hard to make a little stinky mm-hmm. um, bit of a smoky process right But uh, the next time I attended a, a gathering of you know the local hippies at a potluck funny that's a theme in my life. <laughs> I, I had I had immediate feedback on this pipe I was like that was a good thing to do. But once I had it, I realized if I scaled it up, that chamber, could probably carry a sound and so uh i burnt that out and scraped it out in the, in the fire at the at the summer camp and it took about three hours and then i had my first horn and uh man i was i honked that thing until my lips bled the first time i had it it was just so exciting i was in the um the main hall of the camp which is a, a building And I went to shut the lights off once I was done. And I realized there was a light on in the room next to me. And I went and I stuck my head in. I was like, I don't remember turning this light on. And it was filled with adults who were having a parent-teacher conference. I didn't even know they were there. I thought I was completely alone at this camp. And it turns out there's, there's a local Montessori school that was having a big meeting. And they had just had to endure... Yeah. Like thirty minutes of some <laughs> lunatic honking two, three notes over and over again at maximum volume in the room next to them. Anyway, that's my <laughs> that's the so origin story. They were looking at me funny. Like,
0: <laughs> I, did they know that it was you when you went in? I well, I was holding the stick. I mean,
1: <laughs> somebody might have peeked out at some point during that. Like, they were. Now they knew who I was. Yeah, but I'm glad they didn't. No one came out and then like
0: asked you to stop playing. And maybe they enjoyed it. I don't know.
1: You know, it's been 18 years. People have told me to stop playing on several occasions. (laughs) (laughs) You got to roll with those punches. (laughs) They usually don't phrase it like that either. (laughs) Excuse me, could you stop playing that horn? Like you've mentioned before, you grow your own wood. Yes. You
0: bring it here, chop it, carve it. Which part do you enjoy the most, and why? Ooh, the most, hey?
1: When the horn is done, the varnish is cured, you know? That's the... And then you're playing it, and you get you get a note you didn't know you were gonna get, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you get the sub-pedal. That, the sub-pedal is the hard one to just get. I've got about two horns in this whole room full of horns that have the sub-pedal right at right at your lips like when you want it that's a wonderful thing relative to that the the small horns when they've got really high tweedly top notes like an octave above everything else that's a good build so it's it's i guess the answer when they're done yes (laughs) do you have
0: a favorite horn in this workshop yeah i guess i do i guess i do it's
1: probably jezebel and what's the story behind that Why is it? Uh, Jezebel is like the fifth giant horn I built, and and uh, so I, I divide my horns into categories. Right, there's there's giants and there's lead horns. The lead horns are very small. Um, and, and those are mostly wah wah horns, meaning they've got an articulated mute on the end of it. But the giants are just great big horns. They're like tubas or sousaphones, but in the in my down up style, they have a U shape to them and they're standing. And of them, the one with the sweetest tones and the most notes, and also the best looking, is Jezebel. She's giant, she's black and red and gold, and she's got a voice like like a thunder deity. Or or something that's
0: what uh, that's what she sounds like <laughs> there you go <laughs> what is your inspiration
1: or what do you get inspired by when I was a kid my um, my dad was a woodworker so that inspired me to have wood solutions to my sculptural needs right i am inspired by the east end music scene which is extremely thriving and very very community oriented there's a there's a group that's been going for like two generations now called the carnival band and uh you know you see those guys at a at an event and they're they're like leading the parade there's any number of musicians playing away they know their stuff it's engaging there's crowds of people dancing and mm-hmm. I, you know, as soon as I saw those guys, I was like, "This, this, I need to, I need to bring my horns up to, up to standard. I need to get, get a band going with this, with this project." So I would, uh, would entirely lay it at their feet, but they certainly helped. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, that's great. So, do you have a band now? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a band for ten years. We're mm-hmm. we're called the Legion of Flying Monkeys Horn Orchestra, or the Legion of Flying Monkeys, or the LFM. Uh, I'm also in a, uh, another group started by my friend Brad Meerhead That's called Tree Song, and he's written music for my my horns. Wow! Yeah, he's a he's a modern composer. His music is wonderful. It's very difficult, <laughs> <laughs> and he's very demanding. And uh, Brad, if you're listening to this, hey, I love you, buddy. It's been fun. Hey, challenge.
0: Since we're talking on the lines of music, the uh, I really love the. It's very catchy. Clown parade, clown parade. <laughs> who who composed
1: that? Was I, it you? It me, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> could happen to you. Clown parade, clown parade. So be sure when you decide. Clown parade, clown parade. Because it speaks into you slowly. Clown parade, clown parade. It echoes on the inside. Clown parade.
0: <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. Like when I listened to it, I was like, it's super catchy like I, I, I was just like humming it for the next couple hours. That's a bit of a
1: brain worm. Yeah. That song was written out of my desire to have interactivity. I, I've been a member of the Burning Man scene that group has been very good for me as an outlet for my my desire to have uh, interactive and, uh, entertainment and art i every year i run an event called clown parade that's the theme yes, song yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so we gather we paint our faces up and we march out on the streets and we yes. sing silly songs and and that's all it really needs to be it doesn't have to we don't have to accomplish something else yes. right it, it, the parade is the thing yeah, I think that's that's true. People remember what, if they actually got to take part
0: actively in, in any sort of an event, yeah. that makes it more memorable for them.
1: Yeah, as opposed
0: to just static observation, yes. right? Yeah. You are also called Mr. Fireman.
1: Yes. How did the name come about? I made people call me that. Wow. I, I've grown up with lots of nicknames, you know. My last name is Goman, so I was called Gomez for a long time. Um, at summer camp, my first nickname was Robble. I, I don't know, there's been lots of of, lots of nicknames but when I became an artist the tradition is to is to rename yourself I, I ended up signing a painting that way uh, as, a, as a statement saying uh, you know this this fire it, it's within me and it drives me to make this art I think it was a reaction to some criticism I'd gotten from a, a publisher who was like rejecting my work like no of course we're not gonna what <laughs> you know why don't you go start again and try something else I was like how dare you yeah. you know my veins are on fire with the desire to make this work I mean, question my um, anyway and yeah. uh, so I signed it fireman and uh, uh, eventually uh, uh, formalized that to Mr Fireman so that people would not just call me fireman. Canadians don't like pronouncing the word man on the end of a word though. I say, didn't know that. They'll call no. you, you know, fireman. So put a hyphen Mr. in Mr Fireman. fireman. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> what plans do you have going forward with Uncle Hunkies? I probably will never stop building instruments. The, the 20 years of, or the I guess 18, 19 years of, of experimentation on, on wood chambers has taught me some things. I'm not at the end of the exploration by any means. I think uh, I've got wood growing now that could represent a new stage of, of resonance. There's things I'm learning from the curing. There's things I'm learning from the building and the playing and i have a, a an international arm of this project that's called you know Fuhorns horns abroad these horns are called fu horns by the way
0: oh yes I, I didn't it? even say that did i fu hon
1: uh, is the it's it's from it's from chinese it uh, means made by hand like kung kung fu is the way of the hand mm. so fu horns so made by people is the idea people horns mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, the reference to uh, a homegrown culture, like the wood is not exotic. It's mm. so local. In fact, it's from, you know, that tree over there. Yes. And uh, it was made by tools forged in this shop. Something like that. that so so the future, I, I want to travel more and do more residencies abroad. I, I've been building horns, not too secretly, but in other countries like Catalonia and England and Spain and America. <laughs> And just yeah. be there and make sound and you know just engage encourage people, the yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Right, good stuff happens when you when you have repeat visits. Exactly. Yeah,
0: that's true. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I had super fun we talking it. to you, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad to have found you and found Uncle Hunkies. Whoop,
1: whoop. And uh, I will definitely be a part of this. Yeah, man. Well, uh, you know, I guess you've been here a while, but uh, welcome to Vancouver. I think uh, you're on the right track. Thank you. Cheers.
0: Thank you for tuning in. You may visit the McLean Park during summer to catch Mr. Fireman play with his band sometimes.